Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How the fuck's it going? I hope you are having an amazing day. Ah, it has been a very interesting, interesting week, y'all. So, I um, am recording this on day release and not super early like I normally try to do. Um, on day release anyway for um, the paid subscribers. I didn't have a voice most of the week. Um, I, my, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I talk so much um, and explaining things at work or what, or it could just be the sinus and allergy situation that's happening. Of course, it's that time of year, so everything is insane. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize now for um, the sniffles that you're going to hear. Uh, I can't help it. It's happening. Um, nothing I can do about it. It's unavoidable at this point um yeah so um it's been interesting i had to go to avon for a work meeting and i don't like driving um i want to teleport everywhere i do not like to drive at all it's horrible i don't like riding for long distances but so this was um a meeting that we have multiple times a year twice a year actually multiple but um i i have skipped the last four I've never went, and this year I was told I absolutely must attend, which sucked, but uh, I was there. So they print out directions, like, you know, back in the day, like we did with maps or whatever. We use fucking paper instead of digital. Because if you use iMaps, it doesn't take you to the correct spot. So you have to use Google Maps, and it will. Well, my dumbass forgot to download Google Maps before I left the house. Because I didn't need to actually get any directions until I got closer. Because it's from my house, it's it's super easy to get to where I was going to the actual general vicinity. Getting to the location at the vicinity was the issue. So I get on the road and I'm getting closer to where I need to come off of the high or the interstate. And I'm like, fuck! I did not download Google Maps. I'm like, fuck it, man! I used to take these directions. Like I used to use paper map. I got this. No big deal. I was wrong. Uh, I mistook the area I needed to get off of the interstate. For some reason, I was thinking it was the Brownsburg exit and not the Danville exit. So I, every time that the paper said to turn right, I turned right, but technically I was turning left, so I just fucked myself um, a lot, which was stupid because I missed everything uh, very early on. Whole situation, but... When you get down to it, um, I got there. It took me an extra, like, 25 minutes because I ended up in fucking BFE. It was a whole situation. But I got there. I won an award, which was super awkward to go up in front of everybody because my sales for my store were fucking amazing because not to do my own horn, but we've been killing it, and my, my team is fucking awesome. So we've, uh, we've really been turning the store around, which is great and awesome. So, you know... Super sorry about that. Uh, my phone is on Do Not Disturb, but Travis will always come through because it's he said it was like an important thing. So he rang thinking he didn't realize I was still re- recording already, and he called to ask me how much ice cream he had in the freezer if he needed more ice cream. So <laughs> sorry about that interruption. Oh my goodness, he always forgets to look for what, like everything before he goes to the store, which normally I go to the store for everything, but lately. I've been so fucking exhausted. He's been the one to go. Or I've got shit going on. So he um, never looks, though. 
to see like the check on things first. It's crazy. I keep saying we need one of those smart refrigerators that you can like literally text it and be like, hey, how much milk is in there? Or how much ice cream? Because we don't drink milk because we're both lactose intolerant. But he still seems to fight through it for the ice cream. It's a real issue. Um, I did get him to start taking the lactate tablets though, finally. So um, he's not having as much problem, but he just will not give up the ice cream. It's a real issue. But we're not here to talk about Travis or my bullshit issues. Uh, it's just been such a week, y'all. We actually, to celebrate, um, not really celebrate, but to just kind of um, pat ourselves on the back for making it through this um, crazy week, we went out on the water yesterday. And we had a great time. It was so wonderful. Just out there meditating the way through, you know, the, down the river, whatever it was, like 15 miles so fucking relaxing we started of course had to work so we didn't start until like four we got back at the dock at like nine which is really good timing for us so we did good um we stopped at like four different beaches along the way and got a bunch of geodes which we're gonna crack open after i finish recording we got late night pizza uh if you're ever in the indiana area definitely get pizza king pizza it's fucking amazing and we sat down, turned the TV on, and we went to watch uh, their Netflix on. We were just going to watch something on there while we ate nothing. like You know, just have noise on. And we log in, and Trav's like, hey, there's something wrong with Netflix. I'm thinking, oh, the bill shouldn't be coming out yet, so I don't know what the fuck that is. And it said, this motherfucker had the audacity to tell me that my TV location is not part of the household plan. Excuse me, Mr. Netflix. Who the fuck do you think has been paying for this plan since 2007 us we have been so don't tell me that my location is not part of the household it is the fucking household oh I'm so fucking annoyed so yeah so I had to go and do all that shit and get up on there but it was a it was just a great day and I'm so excited to go crack these geodes so we are continuing talking about astrology I am so fascinated by the subject I think it's really amazing, and honestly, I, like I said last week, guys, I did not realize how deep astrology goes and how much it connects with the universe and every part of nature and everything is just centered around all of this. So it wasn't until uh, I started digging into this a couple years ago and really trying to figure out, you know, my sign or my, um, my chart and really understand it all that I was like, holy fuck, this is just amazing. So let's do a quick recap of last week. We just basically broke down um, the 12 zodiac signs. We're going to uh, quickly recap a few things of, the, of all of that, though. So the 12 signs are divided into two groups, and this is their duality, uh, feminine and masculine. Masculine is more of a direct energy and feminine, more direct and energetic. Feminine is more receptive and magnetic masculine zodiacs are aries gemini leo libra sagittarius and aquarius feminine are taurus cancer virgo scorpio capricorn and pisces so we talked about these when we listed each individual last week i do want to acknowledge the fact that when we started doing this these were assigned more than two thousand years ago and we today we don't really fall under the sexist sexism side of these things so we kind of pull away from that a bit more 
So in today's times, masculine is more defined as um, outer-directed and strong through action, whereas feminine is more considered to be self-contained and strong through inner reserve. So we kind of pull away from the whole uh, sexism side of it because it's not either or anymore. Everything is just kind of fluent in a way that just because something like gold is considered masculine and, and silver is considered feminine, but it does not mean that women can't wear gold, men can't wear silver. It's more of just a determination based off other things, not necessarily mean man or woman. I hope that makes sense. So the triplicities, uh, which are the elements, fire is active, enthusiastic, is Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, elemental earth is practical and stable, that's Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, air signs are intellectual and communicative, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, water signs are emotional and intuitive, that's Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, uh, the quadruplicities basically break down into three groups of four in correlation with their qualities. Um, that they represent and how they interact with the outside world. Cardinal is more of an enterprising and outgoing, excuse me, an initiative initiators, and that's Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. A fixed quality is more resistant to change and more a perfectionist and finishers. Taurus, Libos, Libos, Libra, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Immutable is flexible, versatile, and adaptable, able to adjust in different circumstances as Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. The polarity is the opposite, so I'm not going to get into all that. We talked about that when we brought down each one or broke down each different sign, so I'm just going to list the opposites Aries and Libra, Taurus and Scorpio, Gemini and Sagittarius, Cancer and Capricorn, Leo and Aquarius, Virgo and Pisces. Now, each of these um, are, you know, kind of more associated with their own characteristics and how they go back and forth and how um, each each one is different. So no one is ever going to be uh, a fire sign and be uh, fixed and be uh, the opposite of blah, blah, blah. Like every combination is individualistic to that specific zodiac sign or that astrological sign it will never be two that have the exact same characteristic the exact same combinations and what's really interesting is when you go and break it down you can be very general with it but you can also get into a more broke down version and in some way shape or form you really fall into those in different aspects of your life so if you look at it in a general consensus of you know, Aries, say, for example, Aries are all, you know, strong-willed and set and determined, blah, 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 blah. And you're Aries and you just don't feel that way about everything. Think about one aspect of your life where you do feel that way. So it does represent you just maybe in different parts. And maybe you haven't found that side of yourself yet. So that's the thing I've noticed with a lot of people with astrology is they have a lot of closed minds where they're just like, oh, yeah, that's not me. That didn't happen. No, it 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 really is because now you're being a dick, you know. I'm not saying anybody who doesn't live in astrology is a dick. I'm just saying I've seen that happen so many times where people are like, oh, yeah, this is bullshit or blah, 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 without realizing that they're being exactly what's, what's happening. So I, uh, I find it really interesting how 
much we can really get into the nitty gritties of everything and how everything just ties together so well. So we talked about all the generalness of it, of each thing. Now we're going to talk about a few things called decadence. Now the decadence are like subgroups of each sign and they break down the signs into uh, an even more specific type ca- uh, category. So these subdivisions are uh, able to further define and emphasize certain characteristics and qualities and traits of your sun sign, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is um, going to be different from the general version. So just a little bit more specificness with it. So uh, it, it, there's a little options on pronunciation, decant or decant. It's literally whichever. Um, some people will tell you it's decant. I say decant. Say whatever the fuck. Well, say whatever the fuck makes you feel comfortable, honestly, because, you know, whatever. So, so basically, each sign is broken down into three groups. Uh, each one is a decat- decatent or decan. And it's derived from a Greek word that I'm not going to try to fuck up the pronunciation of because you guys know that I mispronounce every motherfucking thing. But that word equals. 10 days apart. That's what it means. It means, you know, 10 days apart. And this comes from the Egyptian time where they had divided their year into 360 days. And there were 12 months of 30 days each. And then there were three groups of 10 days. And that's where the decadence came from. So think of each decadent like a room. Um, kind of like where, you know, you are part of, the, like, each... <laughs> So think, think of your zodiac sign, your sun sign as a house, and in that house are three rooms, and you fit more into one of those rooms based on when you were born. Um, so I, I am technically the would be in the third room of an Aquarius, which we'll, we'll explain here in a second. But um, the zodiac is made up of a three hundred and sixty degree circle, which, if you think about it, makes a lot of fucking sense, because each decadent is ten degrees, and it's you know, basically represents the days, uh, the sun moves in a rotation of roughly one degree per day. The decadent doesn't change the sign's characteristics, it more just defines it. So each decadent has a special constellation and each has a specific planetary ruler, sometimes as a, as a sub-ruler because the sun signs planetary ruler always like trumps it or tops it. And then the first decadent of each sign has the same sub-ruler as the ruler. That will make sense in a minute. I promise it will. Um, I really think it's quite interesting, though, if you look at the whole aspect of it as a 360 degree instead of 365, because it just makes more sense. 360 degrees is a circle. 300 or 180 is, you know, half. It's It just makes it smarter to do 12 groups of 30 as opposed to coming up with 365 but I get it I get things are different now but Egyptians really had something that we really need to pay attention to because they were able to line up all their shit perfectly in the night sky lined up with these different constellations with no fucking technology like we have today I just think maybe we should listen to that situation a little bit more so 
let's break this down a little bit more. And so I do want to answer a question real quick. So somebody had asked me, who's not into the crafting stuff, when they said, oh, hey, wait, what's your podcast on this week? Because my whole family knows, you know, I do this podcast and everything. And they said, we're talking astrology. And they said, well, that's not a witchy thing. That's an everybody thing. No, it is everybody thing. But it's also, hey, we got a lot more going by. Yay. It's also incredibly important for us in our craft, especially if we are working with people, if we know a little bit more about what's going on, especially ourselves. It's so much easier for us to do shadow work, especially if we know more about our signs and our and our decadence and our houses and our moon signs and all the different aspects that go into it. So we're able to better understand why we do certain things or why we act a certain way or why we lean towards things a little bit more. And I find it incredibly helpful when I go to read somebody and I find out, you know, their birth chart and I look through it and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This is why you are dealing with this or this is why you are approaching this. So this is how we can adapt and we we can make adjustments so that you're not dealing with this bad situation anymore because you need to approach it in a different manner. Plus astrology is fucking awesome. So it just is. All right. So let's talk about the decadence of Aries. So the first one is March 21st through March 31st. The keyword is inspiration and the constellation is Andromeda. Is it, or is it pronounced Andromeda? Is it like the galaxy? I'm going to mispronounce these constellations. I'm fucking sorry. I really did try to go through and um, went to pronouncewords.com and I just was like, you know what? This is fucking crazy because some of these are just weird. So it is what it is. The planetary sub-ruler is Mars, which again happens to be the same ruler of the sign. So, Aries Decadent 1, the characteris- <coughs> excuse me, characters, let's hear that. Okay, that was fucking weird. Uh, the character has dignity, pride, and vitality, high sexual energy, and ex- excitement for love, fond of change and doesn't take things as they are. They really like to question things and find out how, why, and they have an ambition that urges them to make put their mark on life. If I sound like I'm struggling through my notes, it's because I spilled um, my coffee on my notes. My coffee cup is supposed to be spill-proof, but that only works if you push the little thing up where it goes and it makes it spill-proof. So, I'm like a child. I really need spill-proof cups and shit. Oh, shit. My bad. I just did that for Aries 2, so I just read back characteristics for Aries 2. Let's start over. Just forget you didn't hear the last 15 seconds. So, Aries 1, fuck me. Again, Inspiration, Andromeda, Subrulers Mars, which happens to be the same ruler. Aries 1 has a personality that is has an extra force and impact to it very dominant person, is impetuous and energetic. They have a tendency to throw themselves into activities and really give them whole selves into things. The decadent two is April 1st through April 10th. The keyword is innovation. The constellation is Ketus and the planetary sub-ruler is the sun. Again, we will uh, go back. So 
Aries of Decadent too has a very characteristic characterization of dignity, pride, and vitality, high sexual energy, and excitement for love, fond of change, and does not take things as they are. They don't take things at face value. They really need to know the whys and the hows and and how things were made and why things act that way and, and what made it that way. They really want to dig deeper and know more about it all. And again, their ambition urges them to put their mark on the world. Decadent three of Aries is April 11th through the 19th. Keyword is foresight. Constellation is Cassiopeia. Planetary subruler is Jupiter. They have a love for ambitious ideas and a love of travel. They resent restrictions and thrive on personal freedom. They strive for a creative life. They have a thirst for knowledge and maybe in a very unconventional way. Oh my god, my I'm literally looking through the, the coffee spell and I'm like, what in the fuck was that? Maybe in an unconventional way. Oh my god, that was funny. Alright, so Taurus, the first house our first decadent of Taurus is April 20th through the 30th. The keyword is acquisition. Planetary subruler is Venus. Taurus has strong like likes and dislikes, but they're not very abrasive about it they don't make it like a oh you must know everything i like and dislike and will argue with them on the other or argue with people on it they have a very charming social touch very sympathetic nature but people often take advantage of them and they have a love for beautiful possessions of value and this doesn't necessarily mean monetary value and necessary it's a lot to do with sentimental value and value just as in the eye of the beast the second decadent of Taurus is May 1st through May 10th. Keyword is evaluation. Planetary subruler is Mercury. These people are very have a very inquisitive mind with a talent for organization, strong intuition, intuit, into <laughs> intuitive powers, man. and always use more often. You it's the thing they do not use their intuition as often as they should seems to be an ongoing characteristics of people who are born in the second decadent of Taurus they don't always trust their intuition they push it to the side and pretend it's not as strong as it is it's definitely something to think about if you're in that category trust your gut we've talked about this in every single episode I can't think of a single episode where I have not told you guys to trust your guts and I know that I also have to listen to myself on that matter but they have a mental power that is incredibly strong and they're able to break down complex information and make it easily easily understandable for others, which is honestly a fucking amazing talent to have because sometimes it's incredibly hard to break down info in a way that others can completely understand. So that is something that uh, definitely very, very interesting and beneficial. The third decadent of Taurus is May 11th through the 20th. Keyword is determination, and then the planetary subruler is Saturn. People born in the third decadent are quite indetermined. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have a quite determination and are very strong in their character. The people find you very stable and reliable. They're very. 
feel like I thought somebody was breaking in, but Travis just came up and freaked me out. They have a very active mind and are very keen to observations. They can spot details that some people don't even see. They're vocal about their feelings and really let people know how they feel and what they believe, but not in a shitty way. The decadence of Gemini, the first decadent is May 21st through the 31st. Keyword is ingenuity and the planetary subruler is Mercury, which is also the subruler of the sign. People in this decadent love new ideas and look for the opportunities to express themselves in many ways. They have a strong ability to write and speak, which plays a strong influence on their life. They have a unique capacity for forming close relationships. The second decadent of Gemini is June 1st through June 10th. Keyword is union. Planetary subruler is Venus. They have a great appreciation of others, and that's really important to them, is to also have the approval of others. They, they appreciate the thoughts and feelings of other people, and they really take great pride in getting that approval from others. They tend to function better when they are with other people than opposed to being alone. They have a strong sense of adventure and are really apt to try new things and really looking for new experiences. The third decadent of June is, or of Gemini is June 11th through June 20th. The keyword is reason and the planetary subruler is Uranus. They are clear and perceptive in their reasoning powers known to have excuse me known to have an original point of view and others seek out their advice they approach life in more of a mental basis than opposed to an emotional basis they people born in this deck not really have a passion for being thoughtful about things and not letting their emotions take the lead which I um do not. I am the complete opposite of that. The decadence of Cancer is June 21st, or the first decadence of Cancer, sorry, is June 21st through June 30th. Keyword is receptiveness, and the subruling planet is the moon. Planetary subruler, sorry, I just said it really weird there. Which is also the subruler, or the ruler of the sign. Damn, I'm having a lot of trouble there. People born in this decadent are very receptive and sensitive to others. They make an excellent teacher or instructor, but not necessarily only in like a classroom setting. This could be something to do with life or scouts or anything where they're able to teach other people or lead them or help them in any way. Um, they have uh, excellent memory for emotions and feelings, but day-to-day details they find very forgettable. People born in the decadent, the second decadent of July, or um, Cancer is July 1st through July 11th. Keyword is intensity, and the planetary subruler is Pluto. They have a forceful yet thoughtful personality. People are drawn to them, and they tend to tell them their life secrets and their life stories. It's those people that you know. For some reason, people just come up to them and tell them like everything about them. You know, they mean at the register checking them out as a cashier and people literally will just tell their whole life story in like the three minute span that they're ringing them up or however long it takes we all know somebody like that I tend to be that way people like to tell me everything and sometimes I'm just like why why do I have to know this information now like I was much happier not knowing that information 
but it is uh it's, it's quite interesting honestly how some people really just spill it out also people born in the second decadent of cancer are very mystical and interested in the unseen the third decadent of cancer is july 12th through the 22nd keyword is empathy and the planetary subruler is neptune they are very impressionable and romantic in nature they love to create beauty and harmony around them they have an ability to touch people's feelings and form very extremely close ties that last Leo, the first decadent is July 23rd through August 1st. The word is self-expression, and the planetary sub-ruler is the sun, which is also the ruling kind of sign. Leo is a decadent one. Enjoy being in the spotlight and have in a very colorful personality. The, excuse me. The, rule, the role of leader comes very easily to these people. And they don't keep their feelings to themselves. They're very happy to share it. So if they're happy, everyone knows it. If they're angry or sad, everyone's going to know it. Leo, which honestly, my mom is literally August 1st. And I cannot express enough how much that describes her. And so many ways. The second decadent is August 2nd through August 12th. Keyword is expansion. Planetary subruler is Jupiter. They have strong intellectual and visionary qualities. Their proud nature and quick temper and are very ambitious and have a thirst for knowledge. They're always wanting to learn more, wanting to know what's out there. Um, really wanting to know as much as they can about everything they can. So third decadent of Leo is August 13th through August 22nd. The keyword is creativity and planetary subruler is Mars. They have strong willpower and drive into new projects at first. I think I meant to put dive, but I said drive. So you can drive into new projects at first. If you're in your car, you can dive like off a diving board. Either way, it doesn't matter. They get easily bored with the mundaneness of day-to-day life and day-to-day tasks. They need to have change and adventure. Um, life is marked up with bursts of energy followed by spurts of lethargy, which honestly, um, I think a lot of us can relate to that anymore. <laughs> Things be a hair bit on the crazy side. Virgo. The first decadent of Virgo is July 23rd through September 1st. The word is analysis. The subruler is Mercury, which happens to be the planetary or the sign ruler. Virgos are they have a very formable intellect. Their people often see your insights as prophetic. They think of you as almost like a prophet in a way because they hang on to what you say as being like the word and being very like bestowed upon. Like they feel like you're sharing some amazing secret with them when you share your, your thoughts with them. They have a warm and witty personality that really draws people in. The second decadent of Virgo, September 2nd through September 12th. The word is efficiency. And the planetary subruler is Saturn. They're very determined and very strong-willed personality. They like to, um, well, <laughs> it was like they like to plan it. They like to plan out things 
<laughs> to the details so that there are no surprises or mistakes when they go to do something. They're very detail-oriented and want to have a clear plan as to what is going on. Very picky of themselves and demand perfection from themselves, but can let other people's mishaps slide. But they'll hold themselves accountable and really beat themselves up over the imperfections. It's insane. All right, and the Virgo Decadent 3 is September 13th through September 22nd. Keyword is discrimination, and the planetary sub ruler is Venus. Virgos born in this decadent have a desire for approval, and sometimes that can be bad for us because we don't see our self worth as easy as we do um, unless we have the approval of others. They have a special talent with words and can write and speak very charmingly, have a very particular sense of style, and they project a strong personal image. Let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break for the paid subscribers. It will be a, just a few seconds. For everyone else, you will get to hear my wonderful little ad. If you would like to skip out on these uh, breaks, you can also become a paid subscriber. For 99 cents a month, you get your content a week early, you get ad-free content, and you get bonus content. All right, let's hear my little ad. <laughs> It's not necessarily a sick feeling. It's more of like uh, my energy's off. Does that make sense? I don't know if it's I picked up some other energy somewhere or the whole being outside all day yesterday or what, but everything is just not feeling super fantastic today for some reason. I'm spiritually sick. I think that is the best definition. I'm spiritually sick today. Oop. Loudest fucking truck. Had to make its appearance. All right, let's continue on with, we only have a few more decadents left, or signs left to break down the decadents, and then we're going to talk about some cusps, cusps, and then I got some fun facts at the end. So, decadence of Libra, the first decadent is September 23rd through October 2nd. The uh, keyword is magnetism, and the planetary subruler is Venus, which also happens to be the, uh, yeah. Signs ruler. Fuck, man, my brain was just like, uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was super weird. All right. They are very susceptible to having a love of beauty and pleasure and luxury. They're blessed with great soul and charm. And they have an exquisite taste in social settings and have an ability to really charm people. Uh, in social settings as well. And they base their self-worth on the amount of love that they receive from others, which honestly, I think that is a lot of us um, have done that. I think it is a default that we have in us that we have some um, definite uh, shadow work to do in those areas. So do not feel bad if you are a Libra and you fall into that category. So the second decadent of Libra is October 3rd through October 13th. The word is endurance. The planetary subruler is Uranus. They're strong, romantic in their character. They're very sharp-minded and 
Excuse me. <laughs> Sharp minded, but have a very serene and charming personality. <laughs> Y'all, reading my writing sometimes is a whole fucking astral. They're artistic, <laughs> they're artistic and original style, and they are. <laughs> It literally looks like I said original style of matrimony. Wow. They have a very original and artistic style that's matched with determination to accomplish whatever they set out to do. Libras in the second decadent are very adamant about finishing whatever they have started. They like to really see things come to an end they like to see the end result of what they've done but they do it in such a way that it doesn't seem so chaotically overbearing if that makes sense the third decadent of libra is october 14th through the 22nd the keyword is order and the planetary subruler is mercury they have an attention getting personality vitality and like <laughs> likableness. They usually have great success working with public. They appreciate sifting through information and really digging through to get the facts on things. They really want to find the um, the balance of things through the different information and gathering facts to really come to a understandable conclusion. Does that make sense? if you know if you're thinking about the person I'm thinking about but then I realize you guys don't know him so I can't even tell you this story because won't make sense so the first decadent of Scorpio is from October 23rd through November 1st the keyword is integrity and the sub-ruling planet is Pluto Scorpios in this decadent are loyal and steadfast and others depend on them a lot they rely on people in this first decadent to really be there for them because they know they're loyal and they know that they are always going to be dependable and be there for them. And they're drawn, drawn to the mysterious and the occult. And they stand by people even when others would have already dipped out. Um, Scorpios in the first decade have a tendency to, um, especially in relationships, put up with things for far longer than they should. And then finally bow out way after they should have went before. And then it causes some emotional uh, scarring that needs to be dealt with, unfortunately. The second decadent of Scorpio is November 2nd through November 11th. 11th? I'm sorry. The keyword is regeneration, and the planetary sub-ruler is Neptune. They have very idealistic personalities. Uh, they're always giving and very generous of themselves, giving to others. They will give more of themselves than they even have to give, which can sometimes be a downfall. They strive to find a deeper meaning in many things in life, especially in relationships. They really want to dive deep and find the true meaning behind the relationship and what it signifies for them. And that is actually sometimes can be really, really good or really, really detrimental because you can look and look and look for something that's not there and then it gets yourself down and you're not enjoying the relationship instead you are just searching for things that aren't there 
the third extent of Scorpio's November 12th through November 21st. Keyword is classification, and the sub planetary sub ruler is the moon. They stand out and do better when working in groups. Uh, they tend to work really well in a group, but also stand out in that group, if that makes sense. Uh, they are very magnetic, social touch really boosts their personality, and they have a tendency where fate really finds ways to thrust them into situations that they would not usually uh, opt to put themselves in. And is that not just literally like the whole fucking world, honestly? All right, the decadence of Sagittarius. The first one is November 22nd through December 1st. The word is honesty. Planetary sub-ruler is Jupiter, which happens to be the ruler of the sign as well. For Sagittarius in the first decadent, love of knowledge. They always eager to learn more. They seek out adventure and experiences. They always want to try new things. And they like to really gain a deeper understanding of life. And they are usually lifelong students of human nature. Sagittarius in the second decadent is December 2nd through December 11th. Keyword is drive. Planetary subruler is Mars. They're courageous and generous in their nature. They have a rare gift of being able to inspire and influence others. They're dependable, efficient, and they really are thoughtful, especially when taking on new tasks. They are able to think things out and plan ahead and get shit done. Kind of jealous of that. Third decadent of Sagittarius is December 12th through December 21st. Keyword is intuition. Planetary subruler is the sun. They have a very magnetic personality and they're very charm. I have a charming talent to make people laugh. They hide their strong intelligence under a very calming exterior. People often don't realize how intelligent uh, Scorpios or Sagittarius are in the third decadent because they do not really go around and show it and flaunt it. So they just have a very calming, charming exterior. And they are gifted with strong intuition and insight. Please, please, please do not let this go to waste. I cannot stress this enough. It seems to be an issue um, that people are having more and more. Especially with the world being as fucked up as it is, we have a tendency to second-guess ourselves more than ever now. And then we find out we're right and we find some way to explain it off as well. You know, I, it, maybe I didn't. Maybe I knew something that made me realize that that's why. And it wasn't really true intuition. No, it was your intuition, okay? It really was. Trust your gut. It's really important. There's some shit coming up in this world that your intuition is going to be very, very, very necessary and important for you to follow and trust 100%. If you get that gut feeling, do not ignore it. Trust it. Follow it. Take care of it. Capricorn, all right. The first decade of Capricorn is December 22nd through December 31st. Keyword is responsibility. And the planetary subruler is Saturn. Capricorns have a talent for responsibility. They are, in the first decade anyway, I'm sorry, um, very responsible on things. They make sure that they follow through with what they're saying. Their word is very, very important. Um, they're very precise and orderly, but don't really trust others to find all of 
the details and pay attention to the details and catch everything. So a lot of times, golf court, as they are doing, especially in like a group project, they have a tendency to not trust others to do every little thing that needs to be done in precise ways. So they will go back and check things because they need that precision and they just don't trust others to do it, which is fine. Once they have their mindset on a goal, uh, they're very relentless and determined to reach it, which honestly, I, again, am jealous of that because that seems to be a strong characteristic for a couple different signs, decadence, and I am jealous of that because I, um, I really tend to be more of a procrastinator in a lot of ways, and it's not fun at all. Capricorn's second decadent is January 1st through December 10th. Keyword is fairness, and the planetary subruler is Venus. They have a gentle and serene personality, the creative abilities with an eye for beauty and detail. I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense, but it really does. They have an eye for beauty and detail, which, you know, super important. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? You are a does and don't not was that. I don't even know what the fuck I was trying to say there. Wow. My coffee notes is becoming a, a real fucking challenge as we get to the spot where it really spilled good. The other pages weren't too bad. But I was like, what the fuck? You is a what? Oh, okay. I remember now. You, you are a doer and you do not waste time. People in that second decade of Capricorn, they like to get shit done. They like to do the opposite of what I just said I do, which is procrastinate, which seems to be a really bad problem. And they also enjoy periods of solitude. I am very, if you guys know, I've talked about this before, I don't like to be alone. I enjoy alone time in small increments. I do not like to be away from Travis. Very often, I don't like to be by myself in place, especially like at work in the mornings. I usually get in there, usually between 4.45 and 5.15. I've been trying to get in really early, you know, obviously three hours before the store opens because there's a lot you can do before the store opens, which is nice. But that alone time, that solitude makes my brain go in a million different directions that it should not be going. So I try to keep my brain occupied so it doesn't go down rabbit holes and, and places it doesn't where then I start panicking and overthinking every little thing so that is one thing I am going to start trying to work on more is the solitude of enjoying the alone time that I have more and not just letting my brain wander away so sorry for that little off the shoot thing alright the third decadent is January 11th through January 19th keyword is honor and the planetary sub ruler is mercury Capricorns in the third decadent have a quick intellect and a flexible personality. They're able to kind of go with the flow of things and really adapt to different people, different areas, different experiences, different things, kind of go with the flow. Um, your word means a lot to you. People of the third decadent are very precise about their word. They're very strong with that. They tend to really hang on it and make sure that they always follow through and if something happens they find a way to rectify it and hold their word true they're a dreamer but idealistic about it uh, people are often drawn to their spiritual nature 
Aquarius says, alright guys, this is us. Well, it's me, but some of y'all, I'm sure. The first second of Aquarius is January 20th through January 29th. Keyword is knowledge, and planetary subruler is Uranus, which is also our subruler, or sign ruler. I don't know why I keep saying shit. <laughs> they have a personality with quick mentality, and they're able to, I'm sorry, perceptive with quick personality. They have a perceptive personality with quick mentality, capable and intellectual. Especially when dealing with people, they can deal with people very easily and in a way that actually is able to diffuse any situations and keep people flowing and happy and moving on. They're intrigued by new problems and see them more as a challenge to conquer as an issue. They need change in their activities to avoid feeling quote-unquote stale. Aquarius in the second decaten is January 30th through February 8th. Keyword here is frankness and the planetary subruler is Mercury. They're very lively and sparkling in their personality. Spontaneous, genuine warmth that just draws, other in, draws others in. And people know that they can depend on Aquarius in the second decaten. They know that they... They say they're going to be there to help you move the whole fucking house. They're going to be there to help you move the whole fucking house. And they're probably going to come prepared with extra shit and extra people and anything you might need. These are the kind of people you want on your side. They will be there when you need them. And the third decadent is February 9th through February 18th. I am in that category. Keyword association and the planetary subruler is a Venus. <laughs> Ooh, most this is the most people oriented of the three decadents which i'm like are you fucking kidding me because i'm with people all day long in public and i just can't wait to be home and away from people i know it sounds horrible but being around people and like other activities is okay being around people in a setting where people just want to yell at you all day is not okay but also i'm more introverted and do not like to be around large groups of people unless they are um similar like you guys i could totally handle we could all go hang out in a room and be totally cool i would not be overwhelmed i would not be like a whole overload of emotions with y'all i feel like i would just be talking to my bffs but in a room of people that i don't know i'm shutting down completely shutting Aquarius and the born in the third decadent have an ability to form close and enduring ties. They take pride in making surroundings as beautiful as they can be, and they are very, uh, very careful about details and critical about people who are lax in their ways. Uh, Aquarians in the third decadent are very apt about being on time and really appreciate other people being on time and they want people to actually show up on time and are very um able to get people to understand why that's important uh travel and new adventure excite them and they are always forward-looking people they like to look at things you know look forward to things and of course, I'm giving a little bit more on this one because it's me. Um, they have a very romantic and, affect and 
affectionate side of them and they tend to draw people in. Pisces. The first accident of Pisces is February 19th through February 29th. Keyword is imagination and the planetary subruler is Neptune. Pisces are creative and imaginative personalities. Pisces for the first second, sorry. Uh, they have a talent for expressing their inner thoughts and sometimes struggle with keeping a positive mindset. They often let the negative side of things kind of take over and unfortunately we all kind of have a bad habit of that. Second decade in March or Pisces is March 1st through March 10th. Keyword is compassion and planetary subruler is the moon. They have an uncanny way of knowing what others are thinking. They have potential to become well-known in small groups and large settings as well. And they're very observant, especially to details. They pay attention to details. They notice things that other people often do not notice or overlook in general. And the third and final decades of Pisces is March 11th through March 20th. Keyword here is action, and the planetary subruler is Pluto. Pisces born in the third decadent need to, they have a need for activities and outlets. They need to get that energy out. They need to be active. They need to be doing things. They have a strong imagination and a, and a very precise vision for things. They're curious and they like to explore the unusual or hidden things in life. So the decadence, like I said, I, I thought it was kind of important for us to go through that because I feel like once we break down a little bit more, the way things flow and how we have we have our general characteristics of each sign you know when you do those there's all those memes that you scroll through on social media and it's like oh the uh, zodiac signs as uh toys or movies or whatever it may be and a lot of times is dead on and then there's times where like that's nothing like me like that doesn't make any sense but when you start breaking it down into the decadence and you look at the characteristics a little bit more in detail and then you realize there are certain aspects of your life that make you fall into that perfectly and then you can relate in a different way which why is this information necessary because it helps us with our shadow work most importantly we're able to see these sides of us and understand why we are the way we are why we do things the way we do and it kind of helps break it down so that we are not really just this collective group as a whole we're breaking it down further each way different steps and we're unique so unique in each way that our signs and our our birth just breaks us down into so many different variations but we're all unique in each one it's very interesting i find it very fascinating and who doesn't love you know astrology and looking at the nice guy and seeing everything up there and realizing all of this came from that Everything here is because everything up there lined up perfectly and your parents had to meet at a specific time in life and things had to all fall in place and the weather had to be perfect for them to meet there and this had to happen and that had to happen just like the butterfly effect, this, that, and this and 85,000 things had to happen in order for the timing to be perfect for them to decide to have sex and you be born. I mean, it's amazing when you look at it in depth if they had chose to do it just even two hours later or the next day you may be a whole different person and i think it's fascinating and i think that it's it's something that we can all use that information to learn from and to kind of 
explore more about ourselves and see how we fit into things and, and see if we want to break those stereotypes of each one. Because sometimes that's fun too, is kind of getting out of it. So I really think that um, astrology is something that everybody kind of needs to learn about. And it's way more than just horoscopes like some people think, you know. Let's talk about cusps. So there's two kinds of cusps, the sun and house. And right now we're talking about the sun cusps. And it's so fun to say cusps because I just, I'm like, pepper boy, pepper boy, pepper boy. I sound like Stewie's Corby neighbor. <laughs> I still do that. But the cusp is the point where a new astro- astrological sign starts. And it comes from the Latin word cuspus, which equals point. So uh, someone born on the cusp, quote unquote, means that they're born at or near the start or end of an astrological sign. This can get kind of complicated. Um, if you're born on cusp, it's important to look at the year and the time of day to see uh, what degree you were born in, because that can make a difference as to where you fall. So, <laughs> the people born on the cusp may feel as if they are um, basically staggering both worlds, like they're basically straddling in on a state line road and. You know, sometimes they're in Indiana, sometimes they're in Illinois. They got one foot in each side, but you got to pick one. And not always does it have to be the exact same one. It can depend on the situation. It can depend on the fucking day, honestly. You do what you want. Your life, your choices. There's no wrong way to be a witch. There's no wrong way to figure out your fucking cusp. You go with what your gut's telling you to. Another key point of your intuition and listen to the motherfucker so i'm saying so a lot in this episode i'm really really sorry but you may be able to relate uh with one or both signs but i mean you'll have to kind of notice that one is going to have more pull or influence on you at different times than the other and like i said it really can go either way so let's think about this this is something that has really gotten my goat for a long time Two people can be born at the exact same time. For instance, because I'm not really good at geography and trying to figure out where she does in time zones, obviously. Say someone is born here in Indiana and in China right now at this exact moment. This exact moment right now. Not not based on the calendar or the clock. Based on this exact moment right now. Happening right this second, alright? And one person is born the date here say that say the date here is uh march 20th at two in the afternoon all right so here in america that person would be a pisces but in china i think they're ahead of us so that person would be an aries because there it would be march 21st do you see what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy that somebody could be born at the exact same time as somebody else in a different part of the world and have two different birthdays. Even if, say it's on fucking like the 31st of December. One person is born in one year, the next person is born in the other year. They could be literally born in different decades, different millennium. If they're born in 99 and 2000, like one came out at midnight or, uh, you know, like 1115, the other came out like 1201. It's mind-blowing to me that two people can be born in literally the exact same moment in time, 
but have different everything, have different birthday, different birth year, different fucking decade. Uh, I mean, you name it, a different sign, everything. So that's why it's important to learn about cusps and how you can go both ways. I'm not saying that everybody born at that exact, has to be born right in the situation like that where it's right on that line. Because even in the cusp, you have that leeway where sometimes you feel like you can go either way. And there's a whole breakdown. So some people feel like the cusp and go, um, the, you know, the variety of days. Some people have said, uh, like it's, I think, like five days. That's what they're saying, like the first five days and the last five days of a sign. And honestly, it just depends. You have to go with what you feel comfortable with. So we're going to look at some of the different cusps. It's so fun to say like that cusps of each uh, zodiac and um, and look through there and like I said it doesn't have to be just that last day or that first day for you to fluctuate it can be any of those time frames within that you know four to day five period just depending on how you feel and there are times you're going to feel like you relate more with the other zodiac sign than you do the one that you're technically um, assigned to so it just depends on you personally your thoughts, your feelings, and how you react. And each day could be different. Because like, it could be fucking different from hour to hour. It just depends on the, the timing and the momentum of everything. And like I said, it's just amazing to think at the time that everything had to come together for all this to happen. The butterfly effect, I just cannot like put enough emphasis on that. Of how things came together in order for you to even be where you are today. So, let's take a look. Oh, that was weird. I think just paused out. All right, let's take a look at the cusps of Aries. So, born March 21st through March 25th. Sorry, I can't remember my thing here. Uh, <laughs> you're Aries with Pisces tendencies. You are headstrong and impulsive, but there's part of you that longs for peace and solitude. You resent it when others intrude or interfere with your plans. Your intellectual powers are keen, and you enjoy probing into new areas and coming up with different ideas. Born April 15th through April 19th, you're Aries with Taurus, Taurus, Taurus tendencies. You are impatient, high-strung, and volatile, but also determined and at times very stubborn. Arians have the reputation for not finishing what they begin, but you are able to see a project through to the end. Cusps of Taurus. Born April 20th through April 24th, you're a Taurus with Aries tendencies. You're self-sufficient and determined, but also spirited and independent. You cannot bear being restricted by other people's rules. And whatever the situation, you always assert your own personality. For May 16th through May 20th, you are Taurus with Gemini tendencies. You're ambitious, have strong willpower, and are so imaginative and intellectually inclined. You have an attractive personality and possess a special persuasive touch. Interesting. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm, like, dropping my notes everywhere. Maybe one of these days I'll be, like, all professional and, like, pause it when I fuck up and shit, but I probably not. Cusps of Gemini. Born May 21st through May 25th. You are Gemini with Taurus tendencies. You are inquisitive and changeable, but you also have a stubborn streak and are not easily moved off your course. At times you become irritable when others don't measure up to your expectations. Born June 16th through June 20th. You are a Gemini with cancer tendencies, quick-witted and communicative, and also analytical, cautious, and conservative in your approach. When you give your word, others know they can trust you to do exactly as you say. 
cusps of Cancer, born June 21st through June 25th. You are Cancer with Gemini tendencies. You have sympathetic and generous, genuous, generous nature, fuck. In an incisive intellectual mind, you may be famous, but your brain may lose those close to you. Uh, oh, you're... <laughs> Coffee stains are really hard to interpret. You may be famous for your brain, but those close to you know you are a softy inside. Born July 18th through July 22nd, you're a Cancer with Leo tendencies. Idealistic and sensitive, also clever and forceful, and probably have a temper that quickly comes and goes. In work, you like doing things your way, don't we all? Honestly. Cusps of Leo, born 23rd through July 22nd. You are Leo with cancer tendencies, high, you have high aspirations and tend to be creative, and at the same time are methodical and studious. You want to make the quote-unquote right decisions and hate to be caught off guard, unprepared, or off guard. August 18th through August 22nd, you're Leo with Virgo tendencies. You gain attention because of your strong personal personality and sense of style. Determination is one of your dominant qualities. You climb over obstacles to reach a goal or get something your heart is set on. Cusps of Virgo. Uh, born August 23rd through August 27th, you're a Virgo with Leo tendencies. You're kind, generous, and reliable. Also possess great flair and personal style. Your optimism, wit, and sense of magnet, magnetality. That is a difficult word. Draw people towards you. Born September 18th through September 22nd, you're a Virgo with Libra, ten, Libra tendencies. You are... An idea person, intellectual and perceptive, have a... <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, so sorry. Have a very wonderful nature. And are most successful dealing with, with and through other people. Your mind is alert and lively and probably have a flair for conservation. Y'all, I kept saying zebra earlier when I was trying to say Libra. And I was fucking dying laughing. And thankfully, I wasn't recording. I was talking to Travis about something. And I was just fucking dying because I kept saying zebra instead of Libra. And I don't know where it came from, but I was fucking rolling. So now I'm trying to stop myself from saying Libra or zebra because I want to say that instead of, instead of Libra. I'm sorry, I'll say myself out now. Cusps of Libra, born September 23rd through September 27th. You're Libra with Virgo tendencies. People-oriented and possess talents for making others like you. You're also industrious and have a keen eye for detail, but sometimes take on more than you can handle. Born October 18th through October 22nd. Libra with Scorpio tendencies. You have magnetic personality, charm, and you usually try to maneuver situations, so you are the one who controls or directs things. You know how to work hard and you appreciate things. You apply yourself wholeheartedly to achieve a goal. Cusps of Scorpio, born October 23rd through October 27th. Scorpio with Libra ten- tendencies. There is an elegance to your personality, your charm, and good naturedness uh, that people respond to. You have a talent for expressing your opinions in an apt and amusing way. Born November 17th through November 21st. Scorpio Sagittarius tendencies. You're sensitive and intuitive and likely have a lot of nervous energy. Enjoy a variety of interests, hobbies, and attract different types of people. 
cusps of Sagittarius, born November 22nd through November 26th. Sagittarius Scorpio tendencies, high, strong, and excitable, and may be known as a col- having a colorful personality. You are also intelligent, versatile, and forward-thinking. Life is full of activity for you. Born December 17th through December 21st, you are Sagittarius with Capricorn tendencies. You are a gentle and good nature person. You have a charming social manners. Not a charming, you have charming social manners. You're also ambitious. You know how to take responsibility and are thorough and do a good job. Cusps of Capricorn. Born December 22nd through December 26th, Capricorn with Sagittarius tendencies. Underneath your practical and sometimes unemotional approach, you have a kind and loving heart. People instinctively rely on your integrity. You do not betray their confidence or their trust, and you are a very sympathetic listener. Born January 15th through January 19th, you're a Capricorn with Aquarius tendencies. You have a deep person, you are a deep person who possesses insight and vision. But you're also generous and fun-loving and like to be in the company of people. You enjoy entertaining and the good life. You yeah, you enjoy entertaining and the good life and may be known as an excellent host or hostess. Oh, quote-unquote good life. I was like, what the fuck did I mark out there? My bad. Cusps of Aquarius, born January 20th through the 24th. Aquarius with Capricorn tendencies, you have a quick mind and are versatile enough to handle many varied projects. In addition, you have a good memory and methodical approach. Generally, you are successful in enterprises where you can run things your own way. February 14th through February 18th, you're Aquarius with Pisces tendencies. You have an easygoing charm that fits in well with almost any group, whereas you may have uh, many acquisitions, acquaintances, but I can't remember writing. Those who know you really well are few. You keep your circle very small. You have a lighthearted exterior and often hide deeper feelings. Y'all, I'm February 13th, but I so fucking relate to that. Cusps of Pisces, born February 19th to the 23rd. Pisces with Aquarius tendencies have an elegant and refined nature and also an infectious sense of fun. Possess both determination and good organization organizational ability and generally are successful at making money born march 16th through march 20th pisces with aries tendencies you have keen power to of observation and are drawn to the unusualness in people and ideas you have a strong personality that makes an impact and you possess the ability to execute personal plans in spite of any obstacles so honestly if you are right there like me i am the 13th february but i really feel like i fall more with pisces tendencies in ways it's okay that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be within those five days because the thing is shit's changed time is fucking pointless anymore which i know that's what this whole thing's basically about is time and shit but honestly if you think about it we have changed so much over the years with leap days and all kinds of shit that we don't really even know what exact day of whatever is anymore. And I know we've got calendars obviously tell us, you know, that this is the next day on the calendar, so this is this, but it also makes you wonder 
how different shit would be if we didn't add in like the leap days or if we even just went and stuck with the Egyptian time of the 360 day calendar, where would we be? What would things be like there? So when we're talking about our signs and what we fall under, we have to use caution and not just assume that um, everything is, you know, word for word right there. You can't just take it right as, oh, you were born here, so that means you have to be uh, this sign, you have to be that person, blah, blah, blah. That's just not necessarily how it has to be. Um, Go with what you feel. Again, trust your gut. And if you are doing shadow work, which is a big part of why I wanted to work on this before you do um, a bigger episode and shadow work again. I kind of want to do um, more of a deeper dive into some shadow work stuff, which and we may just make that like an extra episode that everybody gets because I think it's really important. But take time to really examine the cusps, even if you are like six days out or seven days out and you just feel like you don't really resonate with your sun sign, take time to look. We're going to get into moon signs. We're going to get into all the other stuff. So um, you may fall more under your moon sign than your sun sign as well. So again, like I said, trust your instincts, trust your gut though, because there's so much out there to even look at when it comes to astrology. It's amazing and mind-blowing and just so fucking helpful for you to understand things going on. Honestly, when I was doing shadow work, there was a lot of things I've been questioning over the years. And then when I started breaking down into, um, you know, the different decadence and all these different groups and the elements and uh, every part of it, when you look at it and you break it down more and you get into more defined and more explained characteristics and traits and things, it really starts to make more sense. It helps me understand, damn okay, that's why things seem to go that way or why my brain's full is that way or why I, you know, why this or why that. And it's really fucking interesting. So uh, we might take a uh, break into a different episode in between so it's not just nonstop astrology for a month like we did with uh, crystals because I know some people get tired of the same thing after a while. Um, I don't know yet. We'll have to see. Uh, I, I've got a lot of it wrote so we can just kind of go from there. But I don't know, maybe we'll just throw in a an extra and have like two episodes that week so um people don't get so burned out on astrology but i want to wrap this episode up with some interesting facts so you guys know that i am obsessed with true crime shit i listen to true crime podcasts uh, i listen to i've always had a fascination with people like that charles manson has always blown my mind which technically he's not a serial killer but he is the leader of killers i don't know what it is but i've always been fascinated with what got people there and their, their, what made them get there. Nurture versus nature was something that happened in their life responsible for getting them here to where they are today was something that happened to them. Um, a key factor, were they born that way? What's up? And I think it's just absolutely mind blowing to think about it and try to, pinpoint what got people there. I mean, you can look at some things and, and see that it's definitely nurture versus nature. And you can look at some and think, no, it's it's one for sure. Like they were just born a sadistic piece of shit, but it is what it is. So 
in doing that, I've noticed a repetition, and I'm sure you guys have seen the memes go around, how a lot of serial killers have the same zodiac signs. And I thought, I, I want to take a look at this. And it's not too big of a leap from some of the others, so I think that's why it's important. So I'm just going to read you guys some uh, info I found out about the serial killers and their zodiac signs. So, Cancer has 46 serial killers are Cancers. We've got Robert DeMosley, which is also, or I'm sorry, Robert Mosley. And if I mispronounce their names, I really don't care his killers. But uh, he was also known as the real Hannibal Lecter. And Carl Panzram. Yeah. If you don't know about him, listen to uh, Morbid. They'll tell you all about him. Uh, those are just two of the more well-known cancer serial killers. Coming in tied for number one, we have Pisces with, again, 46 uh, John Wayne Gacy, Richard Ramirez, who was known as the Night Stalker. Tied again for first place, we have Sagittarius with 46. Ed Bundy, Edmund Kemper, who was known as the Co-Ed Killer. If you've not heard about Edmund Kemper, I cannot stress enough to go listen to Morbid, Red Handed. Uh, actually, I don't think Red Handed did one on Edmund Kemper. I cannot remember. Uh, anyway, Crime Junkie, those are all great for information on true crime. And the last one type of first place is Scorpio with 46. And this is Charles Manson, who again is not technically a serial killer because he did not kill, um, I think they consider a serial killer when they kill three or more in separate incidents. So he's not one, but he left one. And Joseph James D'Angelo, also known as the Golden State Killer, who we just recently caught not long ago. And David Parker Ray, who's known as a toy box killer, who's a stupid motherfucking piece of shit bastard. Please use caution when listening to anything about him because it is very um, heart-wrenching. And if you are empathic in any way, it's going to hurt a lot. So please use caution. Coming in in second place, we have Aquarius with 44. If first place is type 46, second is 44 serial killers. Eddie Ridgeway, who was a Green River killer. Um, Robert Hansen, who was the Butcher Baker. And Joel Rifkin. Libra had 44 as well, tied for second. Fred West, uh, you know, Fred and Rosemary West. Angelo Bono Jr., who was the Hillside Strangler. Capricorn has 42. John Edward Robinson, uh, he was found, or he was known as basically like the Internet's first serial killer because he was found right around the time that the Internet just kind of came out and became popular. And Dean Carroll, known as Candyman. Virgo has 40 serial killers. Uh, Ed Gein, Richard Belgian Walls. I don't know. No, not Bajan Bean Walls. I don't care. He's a serial killer, so he doesn't really care. Leo has 39 serial killers listed. Uh, Don Nielsen, also known as Black Panther, which not like, you know, the Black Panther from Marvel Studios or whatever. Aries has 38 serial killers, Happy Face Killer, and Don, uh, Don Hamlet, I don't even know what this says, Don Harper, Harpen, he was known as the Angel of Death, that's all that matters. Jim Knight had 27 serial killers, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, and David Berkowitz, also known as Son of Sam, and Taurus coming in last, tied for last, with Gemini Art with 27, Albert Fish, and H.H. Holmes. Albert Fish is a real sick bastard. H.H. Holmes was the uh, killer that they pretty much based Hotel Cortez on for American Horror Story. They kind of based uh, 
their story of their hotel owner there after each age forms, which is very interesting. Uh, I did not list BTK because he was a piece of trash and I don't feel like he needs to be able to know anything because he's just so stupid and I cannot stand him at all. He's just, I fucking hate BTK. He is so arrogant. But anyway, those are some interesting facts about um, serial killers and their astrological signs. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Cancer, Pisces, Sagittarius, and Scorpio. Y'all got 46 fucking serial killers in your sign. Uh, Aquarius and Libra type second for 44. So, I mean, you know, something fishy going on. Maybe it has to do with the time they were born and their tendencies. Let's do some deep dives and look into it and see, you know, what's happening, what, what their cusps are, what their um, thickens are, what, what they fall into. Let's take a little bit and see. I'll probably do that in my own personal time just because I find it very interesting. But I will share results with you guys if I find anything that's actually, like, really fucking interesting. Interesting. Probably won't go because they're just all trash. But, all right. That's all for today. Like I said, I really think that um, astrology and taking a deep look into it is really important because it kind of helps us see who we are, where we came from, and will definitely help us with our shadow work. And will help you when you are working with others, doing, like, readings for people and it kind of gives you a little more insight into others. So I hope you guys have an amazing day, week, month, year. I'm going to go cleanse my energy because I'm feeling like it's, you know, like I'm spiritually sick. So yeah, have a great day, everyone. Bless be. Love you. Bye.